welcome back to the Tanning Booth Podcast. So I put a prompt on my Instagram story that said, let me be your therapist. Send in any questions or things you need advice about. And boy, did y'all fucking deliver. (laughs) The way that I had 730 responses from y'all is actually crazy. And listen... I am not Wonder Woman, honey. We are not going <laughs> to talk about, honey, if I did all 700, we'd be on here. So, question, question number seven, oh, 700, what was it, honey? Grandpa, it was 713. Oh, yeah, 713. Girl, we would be on here. <laughs> we'd be on here for a minute. So, um, I love that I have the opportunity here to kind of like, you know, give you another perspective or maybe open your eyes to something or maybe you know just being the friend that you maybe need right now because listen bitch nothing is better than ranting to a stranger online like bitch i am here for you i am here for you so with that being said one of the craziest things about this is the fact that a lot of you guys sent in very similar things so we all got that same type of fucked up brain So we all little fucked up together. That's what I'm getting at. We are we are family. Well, yes. Y'all sent in very similar things. So um, we're going to talk a lot about friends. We're going to talk a lot about starting school and kind of some college stuff. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of relationships, bitch. Imagine that. Y'all are my kind of people sending me questions talking about what do I do if my sneaky link texts and I want to go even though he treat me bad. I said, well, goddamn. <laughs> Did I send myself a question? Um, But yeah, so listen, Um, this is a very vulnerable space. This is a no judgment zone, honey. We are really here just to, you know, have a conversation. And I want you to ease back. Oh, girl, I'm sounding like I'm doing OnlyFans, honey. I need y'all to lean back and enjoy the next 50 minutes of uninterrupted. I'm gonna shoot for 50 minutes. Here at the Tanning Booth, we encourage you to sit back and enjoy an uninterrupted 50 minutes of advice, questions, and therapy. Starting with our first question. So, all right, we're going to start off strong. This user, oh, and by the way, these are all anonymous. I'd like to just, I'd just like to make that very clear. These are all anonymous. So, uh, you know, if you know, you know. And what the crazy thing is, because a lot of y'all sent in the same questions, you're going to be like, oh, goddamn, did I send that? It's like, no, baby, trust me. You know, everybody sent this shit in. So anyway, we're going to start out with the first one. So here we go. My boyfriend's girl roommate is in love with him and is actively telling him false information about me. What do I do? Your boyfriend, girl roommate. Oh, honey, you live in Halloween Horror Nights, bitch. October came early. Oh, my God. Number one, I'd like to say this. This is not a sexist podcast, but goddamn. Girl, you are stronger than the fucking Marines sometimes because how the hell? I, see, I'm sorry. I'm a little insecure, so I'm obviously not the right person to be get. I'm a little insecure when it comes to this. So I will just say, honey, you are strong. You are strong because the first three words of this are boyfriend's girl roommate. <laughs> Who fucked up? Okay, girl, how the hell that happened? <laughs> So what RA fucked up and let that happen? I'm, like, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Oh my God, girl. I just want to say I'm already just going to light a candle for you, baby. Because, oh my God. So let's reread this question, right? My boyfriend's girl roommate is in love with him and is actively telling him false information about me. So I'm going to be your best friend right now. And I'm going to split up this thing between reality and delusion. Listen. The first half where you say, 
that it's potential that your boyfriend's girl roommate is in love with him. Now, honey, I get it. I get feeling like that. I get that you're like, honey, I'm sniffing you out like a fucking canine. Like you, you, you know, like, you know, bloodhounds, like you're doing like pussy hound. Like you can, <laughs> like you can tell, you can tell something's off. So I'm just going to say, let's give it up to God with this one. And let's say that maybe, maybe it's complicated for her. Maybe she doesn't have a lot of girlfriends. You know, there could be other things that are playing factor in this. So I don't want you to immediately assume that she's in love with him. Okay. So that's one thing. Unless the girl, you got the receipts, but no, no tea, no shade. But let's just say this. The issue, the major issue here for me is where you say my boyfriend's girl roommate is telling him false information about me. So here's what I need you to do, Nancy Drew. The next time that she runs her mouth about you, I need you to call her out like a motherfucker in front of him and make it very clear. I keep using dog analogies, but it really helps me because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all animals. You need to piss on your territory, baby girl. You need to piss on your territory. And if your territory is him, and listen, at the end of the day, you with him. You're with him. So you're winning at the end of the day. But let's just say this. The next time you catch her running her mouth and it's some fake news shit about you, you're going to take that where she said, oh, by the way, uh, she got got pimples on her ass. Okay. So you're going, next time you're going to wait until you're in the room with both of them, you're going to say, hey, 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 sis, you know, a little birdie on the street told me that you're saying I got pimples on my ass. So... I, you know, I just wanted to make sure because I, here's the keyword. Here's the keyword. I didn't think you would say something like that. I, I didn't think that you'd ever do that. You know, I, I knew better from you. So I just, cause she's going to deny it. She's going to deny it because girl, it's one thing that people that run their mouth, when you call them out, oh, 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 oh I didn't do that. Oh, like girl, yes, you did. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because you can run your mouth behind my back. So let's talk about it. That's what I'm going to say is say, oh, honey, I knew you'd never do something like that. I just wanted to clear it up and just and just clear it up, you know, sister to sister. But in reality, you're doing it in front of your man. And oh, baby, honey, honey, thank you for giving me such an interesting note to start this fucker off on. But I'm going to tell you right now, piss on your territory, baby. All right. Moving on to the next question. When facing rejection, what's a classy way to recover? So number one. That shit hurts. That shit hurts. It hurts to get rejected, right? And it depends what you mean by classy way to recover. Because here's the thing. All of us are going to be different. Some of us are going to be like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that bitch. And then the other half of us are going to Sarah Paulson our shit and go, oh my God. And you know, that's what, (laughs) those are both okay. Those are both okay. So when facing rejection, what's a classy way to recover? Honey, I think you go easy on yourself. Talk about that Adele shit. Go easy on me, baby. You know, like, I think you'd be easy on yourself and allow yourself to feel all those emotions. But let's talk about this. Feeling those emotions in private and feeling those emotions in public are very different. If you want to save yourself some embarrassment, honey, buy a journal. Buy a journal and do your shit at home. Film yourself a little audio message. You know, deal with as much of this shit as you can by yourself. That way, when you take it to somebody and you want to complain about it in public or complain about your getting rejected to other people, you've already processed a little bit by yourself. Because when you take that a raw emotion to the public, oh, baby, you look like crazy. Like, take it from experience. You look fucking crazy. So you got to process that shit a little bit on your own and then rock with it. Here's what I say. If you get rejected by a man, by a school, by a job, whatever, take it in fucking stride. Because here's the key word. Rejection is just a redirection from the universe. Can I get an amen? Moving on to our next question. Girl. (laughs) That's how they started it. 
girl. What's your opinion on situationships? I'm 100% getting played, but I can't leave. I don't even know. <laughs> did I send this in? Oh my god, did I send my I sent myself a question? No, um girl, opinions on situationships? I'm 100% getting played, but I can't leave. Oh, number 1, you can leave. You can leave. You can. What is it that's making you go back? Is it the fact that it's just somebody or is it about the the person you're in the situationship with? Because a lot of times, bitch, it's about having somebody. Because listen, you know when you start a talking stage with somebody and you start cutting it up for three days and you're like, I have never had a conversation like this in my fucking life. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, girl. You had one last year and you had one last month. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, the situationship of it all. It is just more experience and more opportunity to learn about what you like and what you don't like. And it's more opportunity for growth. You know what I mean? You get left. You you get rejected, keyword, like our last one. You know, you get redirected. Um, You're learning, babe. You're learning. So, number one, quit that attitude that you can't leave. You can leave. It's like, what do I want from it? What is it that you exactly want with this situationship? If you need more company, get more friends. If you need more, uh, you know, if you want to feel sexy about yourself, because if your situationship makes you feel sexy about yourself, focus on making yourself feel sexy. If your situationship sends you good music, girl, you better subscribe to some damn music channels that can give you, you know, fill all those things that your situationship gives you with things that you can give yourself. And then, honey, you can leave all you want because, bitch, you can do it. Now, listen, company is company, but I'm telling you, situationships can be great if you don't let it fucking take over your life and fuck your mental up. But that is easier said than done. But I I trust in you, baby. Know that you can leave and know that you can provide it for yourself. That's my advice on that. My next question. This is a good one. And I got this a lot from you guys, so I'm excited to talk about this. Somebody said, how do I make good lifelong friends in college? My first thing, ditch whatever you thought a good friend was in high school. If you have great friends in high school, you will forever be friends with them. But they, your college friends are probably going to look way different than your high school friends. They're going to act different. They're going to, you know, maybe they're a little similar, like they similar sense of humor or whatever. But as we mature, the things we're looking for in friends should kind of change. Honey, there is no way you met your business partner and your fucking roommate in high school. I'm sorry. I I appreciate that hustle, and I appreciate that. And if that is your case, then God bless you. Amen to you. But I will tell you, the older you get, your priorities change. The people you mesh with change. And that's okay. So my advice to making good lifelong friends in college is go in with no expectations. Your expectations are you want to feel good about yourself when you're with that person, you want to enjoy time with that person, and you want to feel safe with that person. They might look like Bigfoot and they might act like Dracula. Who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they might be they might be a crazy, you know, a, a type of person, a type of personality. Maybe they're maybe they're a Scorpio, you know. There could be something that you never thought you would find a friendship in, but you have to drop those expectations and go in and just just be yourself. Be yourself, and trust me, the people that gravitate towards you when you're being yourself, it nine times out of ten, it's meant to be. Um, but it's about you. It's about you. You got to show up and show up with little to no expectations besides basic wellness and health for yourself and a connection. You know, you just want people that are there for you. The rest is just noise. Okay. My next question. I'm obsessed with men who say they're not looking to date. What to do? What to do? (laughs) Okay, Shakespeare. 
What to do? What to do? No, I'm obsessed with men who say they're not looking to date. You know, maybe you're not ready to date. That's that simple. Maybe you're not fucking ready to date. Maybe you like the fact that they're just loosey-goosey with it. Oh, honey, that's in what you're talking about is a situationship. That's fun. Bitch, that's fun. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that's just telling you about what your priorities are right now. If you like spending time with men that aren't too serious, honey, at least you're getting experience. Could you imagine sitting around and you're like, I only am going to date people that want to marry. Oh, well, shit. Good luck. You're going to go out on one date and chances are you met him on Christian Mingle. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, go ahead and go out with some Chads and go out with some Stevens, you know, and have your time. But, you know, if you're obsessed with men that say they're not looking to date, then, honey, I don't think you're ready to date. And that's okay. That is okay, baby. You know, live your fantasy. Um, But eventually when it's game time, it might be time to drop those men. Or maybe they'll be ready too. You never know. Okay, I hope that helped. Uh, Okay, next question. Oh, this one's juicy. Juicy, juicy, juicy. This one's juicy, y'all. I'm going to have to read this in a dramatic tone. How do I cut off a friendship in college that isn't healthy and manipulative? Oh, you know... Number one, I want to start off by saying, goddamn, I wish I could say your name right now. Okay, goddamn. So I want to start off by saying this. I'm proud of you. That's the, that's the first step. You identified the problem. You identified the problem. You know how many times we are nose blind with our friends? We're just like, oh, they're perfect. No, baby. No. In the same way that we can be a fuck. I'm a mess in the afternoons. Oh, my God. In the same way that we are a mess sometimes. Our friends can be messy too. And for you to identify something that you're not quite merging well with your friend, that is part of the battle. That is that is a huge part of the battle. You identified a problem. If you are at the place, you said, how do I cut off a friendship in college that isn't healthy and manipulative? Honey, we are in college. If you're at the space where you need to cut somebody off, how would you like someone to cut you off? Are, are you, do you mind cold turkey? Do you mind if somebody ghosts you? Uh, would you rather have a really formal conversation? You know, what's going to set good on your conscience? A lot of times I am one of these people. If I start noticing some fuckery going on, I say, okay, I'm going to sit down and keep it real with them. If they come to me and it's, it's even better when they say, are we good? You know, we're going to be good, I think, but I, I do need to get some things off my chest, right? That might be all you need. You might need a really like vulnerable come to Jesus moment with this friend and maybe things will change for the better. But if they don't, then it's time to cut it off. So for you, if you're okay ghosting, if you're okay, whatever, what treat them the way you'd like to be treated. You know, you either handle this with grace or handle this how you need to. But, um, you know, baby, we're in, you're in college. It's, it's maturity hours. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be as messy or World War III as you think it's going to be to cut off a friend. It can be very mature. And that goes for anybody. It can be very mature, but it's just about you getting what you need to get off your chest. If you are in the mood to be Mother Teresa and be sympathetic, then that is on you. If you need to ghost their fucking ass, that's on you too. You know, it is, it's about choosing maturity and just know that life will still go on even after you cut off this friend. Okay. Um, my next question is, oh, this is kind of about that talking stage. Okay. Oh, this was good, y'all. This was good. Okay, my next question. What is your opinion on keeping your options open during a talking stage? Absolutely fucking essential. Absolutely fucking essential. And I know that's a controversial opinion. Absolutely essential. As someone that sees potential in a relationship and then goes fucking crazy about it, like, honey, I'm like, okay, well, we've been talking for three weeks. Time to get them tattooed on me. What, like, baby, whoa. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, time to get their initials on my heart. Like, what are you talking about? Um, I think one thing that really heals that for me is knowing that I have physical proof that I have multiple people that are interested in me right now. I have multiple people that can carry a conversation with me. I'm not reliant on one person. I'm not going to be reliant on one person until I absolutely fucking need to be. And listen, if you're in a talking stage with somebody, that's different for everybody. Maybe you st- maybe you cut off everybody else after two months. Maybe you cut off everybody else after a week. Whatever that is for you, it is essential to stay in the market at the beginning of that talking stage. Stay in the market, baby. Trust me. Trust me. If you if things start going well on Tinder, do not block every other contact that you match with. Do not. Do not. Because what happens if that motherfucker turns out to be Michael Myers and then you're like, oh my God, not Mike Myers like Shrek. Like Mike Myers like, like that Mike Myers. <laughs> uh, what happens when that motherfucker turns out to be scary or turns out to be a gaslighter or whatever? You're like, oh damn, you know what I blocked Terry and Andrew and uh, Caleb for, you know, let me go back. <laughs> It's like, is there an unblock feature? So trust me, trust me, trust me. Do keep your options open, baby. Keep your options open and fuck the noise. If anybody is telling you that that's irresponsible, they are not obsessive and they are not like, they don't get what it means to really be like, you know, that's my husband after a week of talking because I get it. (laughs) Like, I get it. So my opinion on keeping your options open during a talking stage, I absolutely think it's essential. Oh... Here we go. Here we go. Everybody ready? This one starts with the word, I think I can change him. Did everybody just Did everybody just gasp? Did the studio audience just gasp? Because I did. Here's the question. Do you think I can change someone who wants to fuck? Oh, can I say that? Do, yeah, oh, obviously I can say that. Fuck, 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 fucking fuck, fuck, fucking fuck. Do you think, hi mom, do you think I can, <laughs> do you think I can change someone who just wants to fuck because he's boyfriend material? Uh, who said he's boyfriend material? Respectfully. Did he say that or are you saying that? Because you say he just want to fuck. Well, yeah. well, yes. How are you going to change him? You know, how are you going to change him? Because, listen, baby, you need to make sure you're being valued. You need to make sure that you're being heard, valued, and respected. And if you just think that he's one of those people that's like, hey, good sex, you want to go get dinner? Oh, no, I, I, I'm sorry, man, I can't fucking stay here. Like, whatever, like, oh, okay, wait a minute, that's not boyfriend material. You know, like, listen, whatever you're seeing, honey, whatever you're seeing, you need to make sure that you are being the best version of you and that you are uplifting those standards, baby. If you are letting your standards down or you're becoming a worse version of you through him, it is time to send in the clowns and um, and wrap that shit up. And, and, you know, and keep him as a fuck. Keep him as a fuck and find you a boyfriend. We just talked about keeping your options open. Keep him as a fuck. I'm, I'm not saying you gotta you gotta ditch him, you know. But, like, hold on. Let me take a drink of my coffee, girl. Damn, now I see why Dr. Phil get damn exhausted. That's why he bald, girl. He's stressed the fuck out. I'm like, I feel like mama right now. Well done, um, mama. Yeah, yeah. So I say just keep him as a fuck. Um, I'm just saying I don't think he's boyfriend material, baby. If, uh... If you disagree, then honey, send me the wedding invite when y'all turn that shit around, you know. Turn the tub around. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe it's not butter. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, boy. Guys, here we go. Therapy hour. My whole life, I've been focused on boys and was never single for a second. Now I'm single and I don't know how to be happy just by myself. Oh, honey, 
you will have the exact opposite life that I had. Honey, I was single till the cows came home, and now I can't get enough. It's like Golden Corral Buffet. But I had to learn a lot of really hard lessons at a very vulnerable stage in my life, young, immature, right? Because I was forced to be alone. I was forced to set with my issues. You are well-equipped and mature to be able to deal with being alone. You have the ability to drive to places that make you happy, hang with people that make you happy, chase goals, chase dreams, you know, try new hobbies. You have the ability to fill your alone time with things that fulfill you and really fill that gap in your life. Because listen, baby, jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship, especially in a, in a youthful period of your life, in a period where you are growing and developing, it's, it's, it's great because you had a lot of experiences, but also you weren't giving yourself all the solo time that is so essential. Because listen, at the end of the day, if you lose if you lose a man, if you lose your friends, if you lose whatever, at the end of the day, you go to bed every night with yourself. You have yourself at the end of the night. So you got to make sure that relationship with yourself, you are comfortable, comfortable and content being you, not a package deal, you. And I want to tell you, I don't know you, but I do know that you deserve all the love in the world being just you you are fully capable to accomplish things and have an incredible life by yourself now have a really good period of time with by yourself and then honey jump back into that routine with a man jump back into that routine with a relationship your whole life being focused on boys tell yourself that you're good enough by yourself and tell yourself that you do not need a fucking man to be a boss and that is the truth it's time for you to learn about yourself it's time for you to love on parts of you that you only thought a man could you are fully capable of filling that gap and listen baby so so much love to you genuinely because we have the exact opposite parallel and i will tell you it is hard and it is uncomfortable just focusing and spending time on yourself but it is so essential and you are going to be so proud of yourself for doing it. Oh my god, I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> but like, seriously. Here's my next question, which is, listen to this. This is what I'm talking about, guys, about how similar these are. It's like crazy. And actually, it's, it's comforting to know how similar-brained we are here. Why do I feel the need for male validation sometimes, but I feel like a boss woman other times? Honey, you are bossing them out. You are bossing them out. They are obsessed with you. That's not the need for male validation. Baby, you're bossing them out in your own way. You're still a boss. You're still a boss. You're a delight. You're, you are a delightful delectable. Honey, they are wanting you. They are craving you. The need for male validation? No, no, no. You love, you love their little puzzle piece. You love their little chess piece. You know what I'm saying? No, you're bossing them out in your own way, babe. I Listen, wanting to be desired does not make you weak. Let's make that very clear. Wanting to be desired does not make you weak. That is essential. That is the thing. Listen, it feels good to get a compliment. It feels good to be desired. It feels good to spend a cute date with somebody and then never talk to them again. It just feels good just for the rush. You know, the I feel the rush. Yes. Like, that's the tea. So you are still a boss woman every, even at your fucking weakest, you're a boss. Hear that. Hear that loud and clear. And know that. And trust that. You needing male validation? Oh, honey, you don't need it. It just feels good. You are still a boss, and do not ever separate those things. Period. 
All right. <laughs> so, so, so a little bit of now. This one is a little bit more me coded, but I think you guys this will help. Um, I hope. Okay. So, um, one of my friends. Oh my god. Wait, wait. I know this person because we DM. Hi, Andrew. Um, I'm. So, oh, let me dox you. Um, okay. So, this person asked, um, how do I dive into creating content without being judged? Please. Love you. Love you, girl. Um, let's talk about it. Here is the number one thing that you need to be aware of when you're diving into content. You will judge yourself way harder than anyone else will ever judge you. So when you are creating content and you are wanting to jump into this, know that the number one relationship that matters is how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your own content. That is 100%. And that does not matter what you're doing. Dance videos, makeup videos, fucking comedy content, whatever. You are your own biggest critic. Tackle that demon first. Love the shit you do and be proud of the shit you do and that'll translate to other people. There will always be people that want to tear you down because they notice that you're happy with yourself. That's where it stems from. So just know, creating content and judgment, it is so much more about your own battle. And if you and if you are so wrapped up in the battle of making sure that you're judging yourself with fairness and love and that you're not limiting yourself, you're so damn busy with your own relationship with yourself, I don't give a fuck at what the comments think. If you are dragging me in the comments, I don't care because, honey, I dragged myself all last night. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the tea. So know that going into content creation. Um, I had a couple more questions about content, but I think they're, they might be later in my list. So anyway, that's my first segment. So just know that it's it's a battle with yourself at the end of the day. It really is. And I, I mean that. And just love on yourself and do what makes you happy and fuck the rest. Um, okay. Here's a really good um, question. Okay, so someone said, how do I be more appreciative towards the people around me? Oh my gosh, see, gratitude and just being thankful for things around you is such an essential part to anything. It is really grounding, right? You know, it's like so many things we take for granted. Um, how can I be more appreciative towards the people around me? I think force yourself to vocalize it more. You do feel it, you know what I mean? You feel it in there. And maybe we don't vocalize it as much or don't hear it as much, so it doesn't seem um, as prevalent as it needs to be. But um, it is really important to vocalize these things. And what's crazy is, you know, I have some friends in my life that they do not say I love you. I am a big I love you bitch. And I only say it when I mean it. But my friends deserve an I love you. And you know, now it's a, such a relationship across the board that, you know, we hang up the phone. It's I love you. Hey, I love you too. And I will say that maybe wasn't the culture at first. But all of us has adapted into it because, you know, one person says it and I think everybody else kind of feels that. And they're like, you know what? We need to start expressing this more. And I feel that way about appreciation and gratitude. Really vocalize the I love yous, I'm thankful for you, thank you, you mean so much to me. Um, really put those to words um, and see how much that changes the way you think about it and its presence in its life because it becomes real. Once you vocalize it, it becomes real. And it might be a little weird at first, right? It's it's kind of weird to like vocally say like, hey, I appreciate you. But trust me, it's going to really help um, your feelings about it. And it's really going to help it become a more present thing. You said, how can I be more appreciative towards the people in my life? You are appreciative of them. Make sure it's a present vocal aspect in your day. Um. Now, don't do that shit every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, thank you. Thank you. Like, no. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it. just spice it up a little bit. 
All right. Um, here, here's one about school. Every a lot of you guys sent in school questions, and I, I'm excited to be your little counselor. Um, because so, in case you guys do not know, I did just graduate college in December, so I am done. Um, I have my bachelor's. I might go back for my master's, but that's a whole other fucking story. So I'm done, and I transferred schools twice. I was in school during COVID, so bitch, I went through it all. I went through online, in person switching majors, everything. So, um, so freshman college tips, please. I only trust you. Um, number one, you are very fortunate because you are in a class of people who are in the exact same boat you're in. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. If they came there with a bunch of people from high school, then girl there, they set themselves back because the people that go there and clearly have no fucking clue what are going on end up being the class president later on. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause girl, they got to figure it out. Like it's hard out there, you know, but um, college is right now, um, so fucking expensive. Let's get that out of the way. It is so fucking expensive. You owe it to yourself to immerse yourself in that fucking culture. You um, owe it to yourself to join clubs. You owe it to yourself to talk to random fucking people, to do what you want to do. Bitch, go on late night walks on your campus. Go use your fucking gym at your campus. Go do everything. Girl, fucking hug the mascot. You know what I'm saying? Like, depending on the size of your campus, really milk your experience. I know they say that and it sounds so desperate. Like, it's like, please do our clubs. But no, trust me, you are never, unless you work at one of those fucking offices where they let you sit on beanbag chairs, most of the time our careers are never going to be as, like, crazy and, like, fun and, like, all over the place as college is. College, a thousand fucking things are happening every night and diving into them gets your money's worth, for one. Um, and two, you're going to meet people. You're going to meet people that are going to go to karaoke night and they're going to go, what the fuck is this? And those are your people. <laughs> you know what I'm like, there's going to be people that are like, I don't know where the fuck my class is. And you're like, girl, me neither. There are people that are clueless there just like you are. And like, be friends with those people. Like, it is not, it, it is not embarrassing. It might, it might feel embarrassing, but it is not really embarrassing because there's so many other people that do not know what the fuck they're doing. This is, this is actually my biggest advice in, I, I wish I could have told freshman me this. Dive in head first into everything you want to do. Talk to a thousand fucking people. Talk to whoever you want to talk to. Make friends. Sit where you want at lunch. Talk to people. Get advice. Um, whenever you have group assignments in your class, get those people's Instagram. Let's say I made a hundred connections my freshman year. I probably still talked to 20 of them. But dude... That's 20 good people out of 100 connections that I had to make my freshman year. You know what I'm saying? So I gave myself 20 amazing options because I talked to so many people because everybody's in the mood to socialize. Everybody's in the mood to make friends those first couple months. And then after that, everybody finds their group and they're that. You have one shot your freshman year to really get in with everybody. After that, if you don't want to be friends with that bitch, drop them. <laughs> but it's like... Your first year, you need to be socialite 1000. And if you're a little, if you got some social anxiety, baby, it's okay because there's other people that got it too. And make friends with those people. Like, you know what I'm saying? You need to go hard your first, go hard your first year. And then after that, you get to chill. You'll have people that want to hang out a couple times a week. But that first year, you got to want to hang out every goddamn night and recharge when you can. You know what I'm saying? Like, run the wheels off that bitch. But, honey, you got this. You got to think. You know when you you know when you're getting off a roller coaster and you're like, "Oh my god, if that little fucking 5-year-old rode it, I can do it too." That's college.
Like people have survived it with worse situations than you. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. So just trust yourself. Um, okay, so off college topic. Um, another topic, and this is oh my god, I I I love you for asking this. Somebody said how to make more queer friends, please. I for the longest time underestimated how important it is to fucking have queer friends. Don't get me wrong. The straight girls saved my life. The straight girls saved my life, and I cannot underestimate how true that is. Um, but I will say this, it also gave me life. It gave me reason having people in my life that understood me in that way. Um, Having my queer friends, and I have so many now that are so different. I have friends that are trans. I have friends that are gay. I have friends that are, you know, non-binary. I have friends that all are from so many different backgrounds and experiences in the queer community, but I love learning from them and hearing their stories and, you know, just sharing. And it it just feels so good to find a group that you just share something in common with. And you're like, you know what? I fucking got you, bitch. And that's sisterhood. That's sisterhood in its truest form. I got gay men in my life and that's my sister. Like, you know what I mean? Your, Your sister gets on your nerves sometimes, but it feels so good to have a sister in your life. And, um, here's a crazy, crazy, crazy thought. When you go on a date with somebody, especially in the queer community, a lot of times it gets very weird where as soon as it doesn't work, that person is kind of exiled from your life, um, I feel like. And that might just be me, but I have noticed a lot of times with my friends when a date doesn't work, it's like, well, never mind. Try recategorizing them. What if you guys had a really good date, but there's no sexual chemistry? Put them as a friend and ditch that awkwardness. Ditch that fucking awkwardness of, oh, shit, we went on a date. No. You connected. You connected with a queer person. You know? How many people, how many of your fucking straight friends are like, oh, by the way, I have a gay person that you would be really good dating with. Okay, can I be friends with them challenge? Like, hello. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, eliminate that need that it has to be a relationship. But let's say you go on a date and there you go. You might have just made a friend. Fuck the fucking uh, relationship of it all. If you didn't work as that, you could definitely work as friends. That's a that's one hack that I definitely think has come in handy for a lot of my friends and me um, is recategorizing that stuff. Um, some of my best friends were Tinder meetups, like you know, like honestly. And it's not weird. It's funny. It's it's just like crazy. Like I don't let anyone tell me it's weird. It's like girl, that's that's my girl. That's my sister. You know, it's okay. And honestly, take it as a compliment. It's like, shit, if they were, like, willing to go on a date with you, they're more than willing to fucking, you know, hang out with you, Jesus. So, um, yeah, that would be my kind of base level advice. I wish you so much luck with that because it is so important for us to have members of our queer family close to us. And, yeah. Um, All right. Um, Somebody said, how can I make more girlfriends? I'm a little introverted. By the way, I love you, Libra twin. Come on, Libra! Come on, Libra! Uh, how can I make more girlfriends? Honey, you're a Libra. You got it. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, honestly, to tell you the truth, um, I have a lot of uh, girlfriends in my life. I know, shocker. But um, I have a lot of girlfriends in my life. And one thing that I notice is that girl friendships are very different than a lot of other friendships. And um, for good and for bad reasons, obviously. And I think guy relationships can be toxic. I think girl relationships can be toxic. Whatever. Um, eliminate the competitive nature eliminate the competitive nature and ease that a lot of times i talk to my mom all the time a lot of times it is crazy because a lot of women 
um, I've noticed that a lot of women, especially in professional settings, um, have really been almost made to believe that one woman's success does undermine another woman's success. And really, it, it can be so unified. I think for you, truly, truly, it is about trust. It is about faith. It is about knowing that you two have something in common and girlhood, sisterhood, and connection in that um, in a true, supportive, non-competitive form is so important. So really, you're looking for people to fuck around with. That's, you know, you hear the trope all the time where the girls are like, I just don't, I just hang out with guys because girls are too much drama. Like whatever the fucking misogynistic thing that boys always push on. Girl, let's talk about the real tea. Men fucking literally, men literally gaslight the shit out of women to believe that they're fucking nothing but competition to belong to a fucking man. That's the issue. That's the fucking issue. So why are we like hardwiring women at the end of the day to just think that it's this competition-based thing for fucking everything? Girl, look at look at unifying. Look at the fact that you have so much in common with this person and so many shared experiences. The same way with the queer community. So many shared experiences and just having somebody to have fun with and not think with. Girl, look for mindless connections that really just are about having fun, feeling supported, and feeling loved. At the end of the day, you ha- some people need that ease, though. They need the ease that this is not a competitive relationship. This is about support. And it's about, you know, not being perfect together. Amen to that. Um, I love you guys asking a gay man for womenly advice. But, I, honey, I'm trying. Um, oh, baby. Oh, baby. 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 Everybody tune in. Everybody tune in. Ears to the floor. Everybody tune, 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 tune. You better tune, 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 tune in. Uh, let's talk about it. How to deal with your retroactive jealousy. Okay, this is a hot word. This is a hot word. Retroactive jealousy refers to the distress or perceived threat a person feels about their partner's past romantic relationships. This can occur even if their partner is no longer in contact with their exes or the ex-partners have moved on, and they're not even interfering with the current relationship. Oh, baby. One you're looking you're looking for something you're looking right and, and you know it's just like when you check somebody's following list you're like i got to look for the next one you got to i got to look for the next one i got to um i got to check his past to make sure he's not fucking with his past anymore or you know oh goddamn his past one your partner will never be with someone exactly like you will never has never been with anyone exactly like you and will never See somebody that is exactly like you. So embrace your uniqueness. Embrace the fact that, number one, you fucking you fucking have him or them. You know, you have your partner. You have your partner. You you have that. You that is real. That, that go fucking grab him. If you're if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're feeling this way, go fucking grab him. Go fucking shake him up. You know, you have that. You have that. You have it. The one in the past doesn't have it, and the one in the past is not a threat to you. If they're interfering, then bitch, fuck that shit. But literally know that no, nothing will ever duplicate, replace, or um, exchange what is currently happening. The life you are living with your partner is unique, and it exists. It is real. It is fucking real right now. You living in his past or you living in your partner's past trying to, like, make sense of it or whatever. Yeah, you know, there's one thing being somebody's therapist, but live in the now and embrace the now and accept that you are a unique experience that is worth being loved. Live in the now, baby. 
live in the now. I understand this so much, but listen, you can, you know, you can say I'm going to turn back time and think about that all the time, but you're wasting the present. So trust me, trust me and trust what you have and grab onto it. Okay. All right. Uh, another personal question. <laughs> Somebody asked a question. They said, would you ever do drag seriously slash want to be on drag race? You would be amazing. So here's the thing. Um, thank you. One, um, two, uh, I have a lot of different hobbies. Like I love painting. I love, um, dancing. I love doing things. Drag is one of those for me. Um, I think that it's, I love the performance aspect. I was a theater major. Um, for me, I would love to be on reality TV at some point in my life. Obviously. Um, I think I'd have a fucking cow, but I will say the dedication that you need post drag race that you have to tour and you really have to be identified with that i am not like i would not want that to be my only profession you know what i'm saying like i would not want to dedicate the rest of my life to doing that so therefore if i want to do if i want to do a fucking sewing challenge i do it at home if i want to do an acting challenge i do it on my tiktok if i want to do impressions that i would be really good on the snatch game i put that on my channel I am going to do drag race in my own life. You know what I'm saying? Like I am going to give myself permission to do something that I thought I could only do on reality TV. It does that make sense? And that is for all my gays listening. I know all of us have watched drag race and said, Oh honey, I could do that. Um, you know, I am mutuals with some of the girls. We, we cut up, it's cute, you know, whatever. But like at the end of the day, like it feels great to be validated for who I am and do drag as a side thing. I don't think that's my life. You know, I don't think I could be my life. Um, and I love it. I do love it. And honey, if I went on, oh, bitch, I'd be top three or I'd be fan favorite Miss Congeniality Valentina Tease. <laughs> but um, okay. Yes. Thank you for asking that, though. I appreciate it. Um, okay. So somebody said how to flirt. Genuinely, a bitch cannot. <laughs> um, listen, um, flirting, flirting does not look the same for everybody. And it is really about accessing how you feel most confident, how you feel most comfortable, and how you feel like a fucking superhero. If you need to tell jokes, bitch, that's flirting in its own right. If you need to just yourself up and stay quiet at the bar, bitch, that's flirting in its own right. Existing at your highest level in itself is flirting because you're allowing yourself to be perceived at your greatest level. And whoever approaches you in that knows they can handle it or feels like they can handle it. There you go. So really, it's not as much about flirting. It's not as much about the fucking corny shit you say or the way you glance or whatever. It's about being in your most confident self and saying, y'all can take a peek. Y'all can window shop all you want. But here's, here's how I feel great about myself. It's all about you. Fuck trying to alter somebody else's thoughts. Be your best version of yourself for you and people are going to come sprinting. Okay, here's the next question. My ex bitch saying he don't want me and then he keep asking me to hang. Like, what the fuck? Confused emoji. I want him. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, okay, he says he doesn't want you and then he keeps asking to hang. How about you hit him with that? We're sorry. This call could not be completed. <laughs> I think you hit him with that. I think you hit him with that. Talking about he don't want me and then asking him to hang. What the fuck do you want? No, and listen, here's the tea. Here's the tea. They want that control. They want that control. So, honey, take that narrative back. Take your control back. They want that control. They love the fact that they tell you no and then they snap and you come back. They love it. They fucking love it. And I get it. Oh, it feels great when somebody say, I don't want you. JK, I want you. Come here real quick. You're like, okay. Like, okay. You know, but tell me. 
tell me why it would feel so good for you to hit him with that. We're sorry. The number you have dialed cannot be complete. Honey. So that's my advice. Clock that, see. Somebody said, advice on how to begin a career on social media without being afraid of being misunderstood. Oh, good one. Really good one. Um, kind of the follow-up what we previously said where I said kind of about how it's about your thoughts of yourself, whatever. Um, here's the thing. Paint your most honest picture. Take your thoughts and find a way to put that on your channel. Take your vision and put that on your channel. Post what you feel like best takes your mind and puts it into the fucking real world, right? And be proud of your shit and trust that the people that get it, get it. The people that get it, get it. You know how many messages I get where people say, oh my God, me and my friends fucking love you, but my mom does not get your videos. Okay, and that's great. You and your friends get it, your mom don't get it. I love your mom. I still love your mom. I still do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. It's okay. But the people that get it, get it. I don't need everybody to get it. I don't want everybody to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. But I know that I'm being myself. I know I'm being real. And I know some people get it. Thank you. You worry about being the most sincere, real, uh, accurate depiction of what you care about and what you want to show to the world. And the people that get it will fucking get it. Um... Somebody said, what can I do to seek closure on a relationship after getting broken up through text? Oh, okay. Number one, fuck them for that. I'm sorry. Um, seek closure. Man, it depends. So, you know, what does closure look like for you? And you really need to figure that out. Um, hold on a second. I'm getting a drink of coffee. You know, it's a really good coffee day because I have been drinking the dog shit out of this and my heart is not racing. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very happy. Um, what can I do to seek closure on a relationship after getting broken up through text? So honestly, like I said, it depends what closure is for you. Um, listen, you're never going to fully move on from this. It's going to come up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to come up. Moving on is not being obsessed with it. I feel like you will always remember times that you've been wronged. You're not going to fucking men in black brainwash yourself to not because bitch, listen, you just got validated or you just got invalidated right there, bitch. You just got stepped on. You better remember that shit because you should never let that happen again or never be okay with that and never, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know you've been wrong, so that's why you can't get over it. That's fine. So closure, like that closure for you, fuck that shit. You don't need a why. You don't need a whatever. You just need to be like, okay, so how can I let myself like really, you know, be, um, and, and don't, and don't continue on being like overly fucking cautious and whatever. It's like, bitch, you learn from this. If you need to reach out and be like, hey, what the fuck just happened there? Go in with the narrative of, I'm over you. I'm over you, and this will never happen again. But would you would you just for the peace of mind tell me what the fuck happened there? Because a lot of times the reason people don't want to have that recap meeting, there a lot of times people don't want to like talk about what went wrong is because they think you're trying to fix it and, and bring it back to life. It's like, oh, hell no. Fuck your ass, and I'm over you. But would you please just give me the benefit and, and just the, the help here of informing me what the fuck happened? I've done that before. When you meet with your ex like a friend, oh, my God. That takes, honey, that is God's strongest soldier. It takes a lot of courage, but it really does help you continue on on your journey. Um, I wish you best of luck, Blessing. Um, okay, here we go. How to overcome weird OCD thoughts. Oh, baby, you just got to laugh. I really can't get into too much detail. You got to laugh. Um, I am not medicated. Full transparency, I am not medicated. Um, but I just got to laugh. 
And, you know, if you have people in your life that make you feel like shit for your OCD thoughts, that is the wrong kind of fucking people because you should be, it sucks for you. It sucks for you. If somebody's like, God damn, what'd you need to lock your car five times for? Bitch, oh, okay. fuck you. Like, go into Panera oh, and okay. wait for me then, bitch. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, like, okay. that is for your battle. And I'm telling you, you got to learn how to laugh about it. And you got to have people that can, like, fucking um, join you in making you feel okay about that. It helps a lot that I have a lot of friends that are a part of the OCD community in my <laughs> in my friend group. You know who you are. Um, and I think that helps us where it's like, it's a it's an us. It's not a me, you know. And you are not a nuisance for your... Um, OCD so um overcoming those feelings and um it's really just learning how to cope in a way that uh is lighthearted and makes it where you can continue on and know that you know you're just a little different and that's okay um needed to hear that you know like that's that's huge for me I had I feel like I had a lot of people that um looked at me like that was a negative like my little quirks were negative and I said you know I'm just different and that's okay um so love you and you're gonna keep pushing on baby it's what makes you unique it's it's funny it's a it's a really funny shared experience it's a fucking pain in the ass <laughs> but it's a great shared experience with all of us and just keep laughing about it um okay um somebody said my boyfriend oh okay okay so here's this one for real um my boyfriend says he wants me in his life but he disappears every once in a while due to depression oh my god very tricky very very tricky um and this is such a common thing i got a lot of questions like this so baby no number one this may feel like a very isolating experience for you but know that this is a very common 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 thing unfortunately um you know i think you need to figure out a way to be in his life um in a way that's supportive but also you need to prioritize yourself you need to be living your life for you and living your life in a way that makes you happy and being frequently worried about someone or frequently um completely involved in their mental state it can be it can be very draining for your life and it makes you question if you're happy are you happy are you depressed just because your partner's depressed you know what i'm saying it's it's very complicated but baby and here's my advice to you i don't want to i don't want to give you any premature advice because every situation is different i will just say this Make sure the priority at the end of the day is your mental health, your happiness, and how you are in the relationship because it's it's going to be hard for him to focus on that um, while he's battling his own thing. And no shame for him battling his own issues and his own problems. But know that at the end of the day, your thoughts, your happiness, your mental state is just as important and, is, and should be the most important to you. Um, so very very interesting situation to be in but i trust if you are putting yourself first at the end of the day you can do it somebody said dating a man for seven plus years no ring no nothing to be fair we met at 16 is that normal oh my gosh you know and now you've seen people get married after a goddamn year um and no shame but it's just like in that crazy it makes you think like these long-term relationships um listen babe here's the thing um do you need it do you fucking need it? Do you need marriage? Do you Are you okay with the partnership? What will marriage change for you? Is it? Do you feel like it would add a security? Like, what is it? You know, and a lot of times, uh, if you, I mean, my God, baby, if you guys have been together seven years, um, you know, what else, what else do you want to achieve on your own before you're uh, legally bound to a partnership? What is, you know, what is there left for you to explore before you're married? Because, baby, if you want to have one last girl's night, you better... <laughs> <laughs> you better jump on that. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff. So um, all I'll say is I don't think it's weird. I, I just think it's uh, clearly clearly it was communicated somewhere along, around the line that you guys 
don't need that to be together. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, oh boy. All right. You know what, guys? And this is going to be my last one for today because I, I am going to have to do a part two. I am going to have to do a part two, guys. This is so, this, this episode, I, I want to give this the time it deserves. And I am halfway through my questions right now. And I just want to say we're going to have to do a part two. So next week, um, clock that T. I'm going to end with this last one. What does it mean if pretty girls follow him back? Should I be concerned or I'm about to give you the hottest take ever. I'm about to give you the hottest fucking take ever. No ma'am. No ma'am. Do you... That's a good thing. That's a fucking good thing. Do you want... Do, uh, listen, and listen, listen, listen. And I am validating you, baby. I am validating you because if you look for it, you find it. You know what I'm saying? You, if you look for this, if you're like, oh my God, why the hell is she following him? Doesn't it feel good to be with somebody? And, and, and listen, listen, listen. It feels like shit. It feels like shit. I get it. I get it. But doesn't it feel good to be with somebody who is desired? Doesn't it feel good to be with somebody that lights up a room? Doesn't it feel good to be with somebody that has multiple, f- like, fans? <laughs> he got some fans in the comments. He's got some fans in the following. If you're secure with your guys' relationship, and, that, and that's the key, that's the key, secure. But you want to be dating, married with someone that. And, and, and you know this is true. Come on now. I, I hear y'all a little bit. You're getting stubborn on the other end. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. Everybody going, oh, girl, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, T- Tinkerbell. You know, I'm hearing y'all. But listen to me. Imagine it the other way. Doesn't it feel good to be with somebody who people care about, who people are interested in, who people think is a catch? Doesn't it feel good to know that your man or your partner is lighting up the room? Doesn't it feel good to be with somebody who is yours but also in so many other people's dreams? Baby. Baby. Versus somebody saying, oh, yeah, baby, he's yours. <laughs> uh, we good. Yeah, we good. Okay. Yeah, we good. Thank you. You don't want that. You want people to say, he is a beautiful man, but he's but he's hers. That's a beautiful partner, but the, that's their that's their partner. You know? That's That's theirs. But I can't, I mean, I have eyes. I have eyes. What, what a, what an attractive person. What a desired person. That's a good thing. That is a good fucking thing. Trust me. Trust me on that. Hot take, but I'm telling you, you would feel it like a fucking sting and a motherfucker because everybody loves having something that people desire. And I'm telling you, it's a good thing. It's a little fucking nerve wracking. I get it, but trust it, baby. Trust your relationship. Trust that you guys are together and trust that if it was the other way, you would feel really uncomfortable. If it was like, ah, nobody wants him. Uh, what, what the fuck you mean nobody wants him? You know, and then you're like, why does everybody want him? Girl, it's a good thing. Trust it. Trust it. Um, oh my god, guys, the, uh, number one, this is my longest fucking episode, can I get a fucking amen in the house? Um, I will see you guys next week, we will do part two of this, I cannot wait to break down more questions, thank you guys so much for doing this, like literally, it's been, it's just so nice to just talk about fucking everything and nothing at all, and um, kind of share this together, so listen, I will see you guys next week, love you so much, send this out to your friends, um, Yeah, DM me. Let's talk about it all. All right. I love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.